0: Truth is older than language, but the Word of God is way deeper than any human language. And now, Apostle Grace with the Word. Thank for this we thank you because the entrance of your Word brings light and you give understanding to the simple, all to the glory of your name. In Jesus' mighty name we say, Amen. Amen. Romans chapter 5, let's begin from verse 12. Give me the Amplified. Now, the reason why we are taking time to teach on the grace of God and consequent weeks, some of you will hear us again chipping in and out, is because this message is being misunderstood. Hallelujah. And um, we are misrepresented by certain people who have failed to get the understanding of these things because they simply don't listen to us. Hallelujah. We forgive them in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And we pray that they might come to the saving knowledge. Hallelujah. Somebody once said, no, the grace gospel is just any other thing, like grace, mercy. I said, no. You should understand that it is the word of his grace. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. The grace of God is his person. And so, the reason why, for example, right now, as I'm going to share this few minutes that I have here, many of you are going to get annoyed, you know. Why? Because you're going to discover that you are lied to. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. But after service, be sober enough to say "Mokama" and "Sonjua." You unlearn and then you learn the truth. Hallelujah. The reason why we see the church as is today is because Titus tells us that Paul is an apostle by the grace of God to God's elect, and it is according to the faith of God's elect and the acknowledging of the truth, which is after godliness. In other words, when truth comes, God manifests. In a place where truth isn't, God can't manifest. You understand what I'm trying to tell you? So the more the truth of God is preached in the lives of men, the more Christ is revealed. The essence of Fanero is not to bring something new. No, it is to bring things which were not seen but existed. For example, if I tell you you just sit down and get a car, and Pastor Nixon tells you he gets a car, okay, just by sitting down, some of you who stayed up, what were you looking at? Were you driving four wheels? Four wheel drives? Hallelujah. Is it by mistake that the next day I was also given a car by somebody who didn't even attend the service? No. But we seek that we, we create the easiness of things. The other week, last week, I, uh, they brought me a lady who was deaf in both ears. I don't know where the family is. She was healed. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. She was what? Give her a seat. That's the one, eh? Joy, she's the one. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. That woman came deaf in both ears. Now she's what? Hearing. Hearing. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We want to start manifesting God in a way such that you don't first say, Sharabaka. Zaka la 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 la. To do a miracle. No. Praise the Lord Jesus. You're in your bus and you're going to cover and you're bored, you just look for your deaf ear, a blind eye, and say, no, because if even the guys in the buses sell local drugs, <laughs> you also stand up in the bus and say, if you're blind, deaf in the ear, cancerous tumor, it's positive, Kazanda, Raba Zeke paranda. I have some medicine for you. It is free of charge. Karande rebo sita. And that's how things go. The last healing chronicles are impressed by the things that happened. In fact, one of these days, I'm going to bring you a lady. We prayed for her, and a new bladder grew. Brand new from heaven. You understand. Brand new for you, struggling with eyes. You just do like this and say, God, replace! Hallelujah. Because with God, all things are possible. Praise the Lord. Now, let me begin from a certain understanding. The Bible says that. Remove not the ancient landmarks which were set by your forefathers. It means that there are certain things that were set up for in our lives that are supposed to be landmarks to teach us where we come from and where we go. The only problem with the Christian faith of our dispensation is they do not invest time to understand history and read through history. Hallelujah. For example, if any of you have taken time to read the history of the church, you realize that the biggest contention that ever arose in the history of the body of Christ was against or about the doctrine of righteousness. As of whether it's gift imputed by faith in Christ Jesus or it is gift by works. Of course we had men who knew that the only way church would exist was a place where it would marry certain, the government institutions and all these kinds of things that there is a place of precedence in what ought to be Rome before it becomes the Catholic. You get my point? And I'm not here for religion. Please don't get me wrong. But there is a place where the Protestant comes in and says we are protesting against a certain belief system. But when we are dealing with this kind of belief system, remember the issue that causes us to process. For those who can go back home and read the 95 Thesis of the man of God who... Martin Luther, that he put on the Wittenberg church, you realize that his biggest contention and the reason of the break-off was the place of justification by faith. And that is why we now have the invention of what people call the five solas. sola gratia. Solar what? Banange. Solar scripture. Solar what? Yesu. Okay, you'll have some time and research about it. And these five souls, as you realize, in the simplest English, you realize the place that was protesting against the system was saying we believe in the scripture as the sole source of inspiration. And therefore, we do not want to have anything that is practiced amidst us, but without any bearing in the scriptures. Two, we believe that a man is saved by faith. So if a man only believes on the Christ Jesus without any works required, that man is born again by simply believing and three they said we believe that justification is by faith in christ jesus and therefore a man can only be justified by faith and thereby like romans 5 1 tells you we have peace all of these are quoted he says they believe that the grace of god is the only entity by which a man can live and not of works lest any man should boast all of these things are in our history they are not new praise the lord jesus christ but what they were trying to do here is that they wanted to define a Christ that is not religious. Fanero is not a place where you, we want to create religious affiliations. We have had those things for so many years and they didn't answer us. The scripture says, and ye are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. The place that completes me in Christ is bigger than being Baptist, Methodist, Pentecostal, Roman, Catholic, or Anglican. The issue is not where you come from. The issue is the personal relationship that you share with Almighty God. Because I've seen men which are born again in the Roman Catholic. I've seen men which are born again in the Protestant faith. I've seen men which are born again in the Pentecostal movement. And I've seen men who are not born again in the Pentecostal. I've seen men who are not born again in the Protestant. And I've seen men who are not born again in the Roman Catholic. Say amen. So at the end of the day, salvation is a personal experience. It's a personal that's why heaven is going to shock many people bananga heaven will shock people i was thinking about it the other day name heaven is going to shock people and if you get to heaven and you don't see me there you remember you're not in heaven i have told you look around for apostle grace you should fear put your name praise the lord jesus christ so, we seek to put an understanding of things that are very much so misunderstood by people in church today and thereby has created a place of Christians who live a life of deception. They are not really free, but they are free. The guy is bound inside, but he's free outside. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. That is why he speaks of an experience, where he He has a problem with men who teach you of what you should not touch, what you should not test, what you should not drink. And the Bible says, and these things have an end in their doing. The Bible says these things are to perish with their using. Let's go back from verse 21. Uh Wherefore, let's read, one, two, three, go. If you be dead with Christ from the rudiments of the world, why as though living in the world are you subject to ordinances such as touch not, uh test not, and handle not, uh which are to perish with the using after the commandments and the doctrines of men, but not after Christ. Which things have indeed a what? A show of wisdom in will, worship, and humility. Neglecting of the body, but not in any honor of the satisfying of the flesh. The guy has never entered a room to sleep with a girl, but his brain is sleeping with her every day. But he's saying he's what? He's free. The body is neglected, but the soul is active. <laughs> Hallelujah. Go back to 21 and read in the message. It's very interesting. Uh-huh. So then, let's read. One, two, three, let's go. Then. If with Christ you've put all that what? Pretentious. mukamba pretentious. If with Christ you've put off all the pretentious and infertile religion behind you, why do you let yourselves be one? It by it. uh huh. Don't touch this, don't touch that, don't go near this. Uh huh. Do you think that things that are here today and are gone tomorrow are worth that kind of attention? They're not, they are not the att- worth the attention. What is worth the attention? Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, because the Bible says he, he knew no sin. For us, we don't know how, and it says. Let's continue uh, in the message. Uh Such things sound what? Impressive. If they're said in a deep enough voice. And they even give the illusion of being pious and humble and ascetic. But they are just another way of making yourselves look. Me, I have never slept with a woman in my life. But the Bible says if a man looks at a woman lustfully, he has what? Why do you tell us you are okay, yet you are not okay? Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. That is pretentious what? We pray that the Lord will bring conny to justice. The shedding of innocent blood. The lives he has shed by murdering them every day. And the Christ comes and tells you that he that hateth his brother murdereth him. Every day you kill people. I hate that guy. In the spiritual, you have shot. Because you're living a life of pretension. Tell your neighbor we do not pretend in the gospel. Hallelujah. Let's go back to Romans 5:12 where our um, main scripture is. You're going to love this evening. I promise you. If you say me, I don't... Uh, today, you're going to love it and understand it. Romans 5.12. Give me the Amplified. Um, we're going to read slowly. Praise the Lord. But with gusto. Uh-huh. One, two, three, let's go. Therefore, as sin came into the world through one man and death as a result of sin, so death spread to all men no one being able to stop it or to escape its power because all men sinned. Listen to that. Listen to that. Just listen before you even... Just think about it. He has said sin came into the world through what? So one man, Adam, did What? Sin, and the Bible says sin came into the world through one man, and death as a result of sin. So why do people die? Aha! Uh-huh. And he said, and so death spread to all men. Why does death spread to all men? Because all men sin. So no one being able to stop it or to escape its power because all men sin. Now, the ultimate thought in my head and your head is that when a one-year-old one year child dies, they die because they are? Yeah. Is it fair? Why don't people complain? Why don't Christians complain? I want to show you how, what religion has done. If one child is three months old, they've never done anything, Pastor Zach, and tomorrow they are dead because of the sin of Adam. Is it fair? That yet one three-year-old, one two-month-year-old child has died because of the sin of one man. Is it fair that we are counting one sin on a little child because of one man's irresponsibility? Answer me, moon. Is it fair? So, if it is not fair, if it is not fair, you are believing so that it is not fair. If it is not fair. Why do people have a problem when one man can make all men right? (laughs) Omwana woyafa, ya gamba, taka mutaka, fufu mfufu. Natikiza nchimu kama atuwa dera ya kulati? Yatuwa hala. Nesekira? Netuchikiriza, mtio omwana yafaka, kubanga alikechi bicho msaje, ya biko lango omwana tabirimu, karadene baba nobu zibu, I don't understand how people understand the gospel. Now, let's continue. Hey, one more let's continue. Next verse. Uh-huh. Let's read. One, two, three. To be sure, sin was in before ever the law was given. But sin is not... To men's account where there is no law to transgression. No, church is evil. It's also a hard thing to think about it. So sin is here and it exists. Okay? But sin cannot be counted on a man where there is no law. I don't know if you understand. Now there is a person who is saying. Let us, you know why you're thinking that way it's because you're not truly born again that so you, you realize that sin was in the world before ever the law was but it did not have consequence it did not have the power to be counted on a man's account you get it that's why one time when I was preaching some time ago, I gave people an example of the relationship God had with Adam, Abraham, and Sarah. You tells Sarah, you're going to have a child. Sarah laughs. laughs. When Sarah laughs, it is supposed to be doubting God. But because Sarah has never been taught and told that don't doubt, okay? Abraham asks, God asks Abraham. Let's read. Then Sarah denied... Uh, let's go back from 14. Verse 14. Verse 14. Genesis 18, 14. Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the time appointed, I'll return unto thee according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a child. This is God speaking. Uh-huh. And then Sarah denied, saying, I laughed not, for she was afraid. And he said, Nay, but thou didst laugh. Next verse. And the men rose up and went. I thought God was going to say, Because you have laughed... Why did you laugh? I love her. Uh, I didn't laugh. She even lied. And God just ignored it and walked away. Now, that thing kills the devil. Eh? You must understand. Because the devil thinks, his mind is simple: punish. Punish. Abraham lies to the house of Abimelech that Sarah is his wife. Sister, sorry. The guys come to beat batteries on Sarah. <laughs> Not yourself. Sarah. On Sarah. And the Bible says the Lord had first closed up all the wounds of the house because of Sarah, because of Sarah Abraham's wife. The Lord judged Abimelech for touching who? Even though she was a what? A sister. You get it? He repeats it in the house of Pharaoh. God plagues the house of Pharaoh. And Pharaoh tells Abraham, why did you like to us? Abraham is the one lying. But God is still judging whether Abraham is lying or not. You're hitting on his wife. That's my problem. You get it? Now God can do that twice and somebody says, hey, does that mean that God is promoting sin? God is not promoting sin. He's only trying to establish that one principle that the sin existed in the world. But sin is not imputed where there is no law law. it's not charged on men's account where there is no law to transgress if you don't tell me don't steal i don't know what stealing is therefore i might steal but it will not have power on my life because i don't know what that is to the man who is not born again you get my point no 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 of course someone has carried that one but that's not what I'm saying, okay? But the Bible says sin was in the world before ever the law. But sin is not charged to men's account where there is no law. Sin is not counted where there is no law. Sin is not counted where there is no law. Sin is not counted where there is no law. It's not me. It's Romans 5.13. Blame it, okay? Next verse. The next verse says, yet death held sway from Adam to Moses, the lawgiver, even over those who did not themselves transgress as a positive command as Adam did. Adam was a type prefigure of the one who was to come in reverse, the former destructive, the latter doing what? Saving. Saving. Are you hearing me? Now, then the ultimate question would be that if sin is not imputed where there is no law, why is Adam punished? He's punished because thou shalt not eat his law. Do you understand? Now, when they eat of the forbidden fruit, the scriptures tell us that death swayed from Adam to Moses, the Giver, even over those who did not themselves transgress a positive command as Adam did. The kingdom says the people which did not sin in the similitude of Adam. In the way of Adam. In the similitude of Adam's transgressions. Who is the figure of him that was to come? That means my little one year old child did not do anything like Adam did. He didn't disobey anyone. But death reigned on the child. Because they were all sinners. They were sinners. Do you understand where I'm coming from? Next verse. But, he says, but God's free gift is not at all to be compared to the trespass. His grace is out of all proportion to the fall of man. If many died through one man's falling away, his lapse, his offense, Much more profusely did God's grace and free gift that comes through the undeserved favor of the one man Jesus Christ abound and overflow to and for the benefit of many. If Adam can say I have sinned and everybody dies because of Adam's sin. Jesus comes as the new Adam. And that man knew no sin. And when he knows no sin, the scriptures say that his undeserved favor abounds to the benefit. Not against you, but to the benefit. Jesus Christ came that, that it, it would overflow. His grace would overflow to our benefit. Why? Because the law was not for our benefit. Moses himself after he had sprinkled the blood on all the instruments of the law and the book he said for take this and put it in the presence of God for this shall be a covenant of the Lord and it may be a witness against you. He said the moment you get the Ten Commandments put it before that it shall be a witness against. Why don't you understand that the law is against you. It's a witness against It's not bad. It's only telling you you can't. The law is not. Jesus says that the law is good. But the law in its own self does not have the inherent power to save you. What saves you is Christ who didn't steal. Say amen somebody. But when he took the book of the law and put it in the side of the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord, the Bible says that it may be there for a witness against you a witness against you the christ comes and the bible says that he abounds to us the undeserved favor in the benefit to the benefit of us don't you realize the difference don't you see the difference that is why when he's speaking about the commandments and the law He says that he got all the things which were against you, blotting out the handwriting and the ordinances. The Bible says, which were against us and contrary to us. The the ordinances were not only against you, but they were contrary to you. So he says, blotting out the handwriting of the ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to the law was nailed. The ordinances were nailed. I don't know why you don't get them off. Why you get them off the cross and carry them. The ordinances were what? Those are the one thing that stayed. When men think they were crucifying the Christ, they were actually crucifying all the ordinances. And the handwriting. Oh, the law. Give me the amplified of that. Some people should understand very intently. Uh-huh. Let's read. One, two, three, let's go. Having cancelled and blotted out and wiped away the handwriting of the knot, uh-huh, bond with its legal decrees and demands which was in force and stood against us hostile to us this note with its regulation decrees and demands he set aside and cleared completely out of our way by nailing it to the cross Why? Because it was hostile to you. The same stones on which the Ten Commandments are written are the same stones that have to stone the woman which has committed adultery. Now, he comes in the figure and form that when they bring a woman which has committed adultery, he'll go down and write and stand up and say, let him without sin cast the first stone. He's only trying to tell them, I came that I might crucify this thing. That in the end, you will remove the law And get me in your life. Because I am the fulfillment of the law. Say amen. Amen. Say amen. amen. But do you know how many people offer allegiance to Moses than to Christ? Do you know some people don't even believe Christ is come in the flesh? They disqualify all the New Testament dispensation. And say that we believe only in the Torah. Do you realize that they don't have life? They cannot do miracles. They can't experience God. Why? Because they are convinced that the Christ has never come in the flesh. That is the spirit of anti Christ. Whether you want it or not, Jesus Christ walked the surface of this earth one day in the body. You can never disqualify that. No book can ever... Islam has tried, but they have failed. Islam, same spirit. Judaism, same spirit. That's why the ultimate prophets in the law. So there's no understanding of the place called grace. That's why Syria is in the world. Same spirit. You do this, you pay for it. You do this, you pay for it. You do this, you pay for it. And when a man is in that dispensation, he can't understand the work of Christ and what Jesus came to do. Do you know how many people are desperate to see you fail? Do you know how many people are desperate to say, ah, Apostle Grace and I are with me. Do you know how, that's why some of us will stand. That is the only reason. <laughs> Do you know how many people are dying that you fail? Sad that they say, ah, te bagamba, te bagamba. but you will not fail. You will not fail. You will not fail. You will not fail. Because you don't stand on your power. If a man thinks he stands he will fall that's what the bible says in corinthians because he's standing on his own strength but if a man is entirely standing on the strength which is of god that man cannot fail that man cannot fail he said and none shall be able to pluck you out of my hands he said none shall be able to pluck do you know what it means he says none shall be able to pluck you out of my hand the zeal of the lord shall perform this god is too desperate to see you out of this hand as in to see you in his hand and any man can be as desperate to pluck you out this is a a zeal issue hallelujah hallelujah and of the increase of his government uh uh-huh and peace shall be no end and upon the throne of david and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with what Judgment and with justice for thenceforth, even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will what? There are things God is too zealous, He's too zealous to put in your life. There is right now a, a person who is too desperate to see you fail, too desperate. That is hostility against you. There is someone right now who wants to see you pregnant, see you drunk. See, they, they are desperate. They can even go on their knees and say, Mukama and Saba. That's why I told people, that's the only reason why we will stand. And you must accept that people will exist like that. If you have any open door in your life, Unless your doors are closed. But if your doors are open, he says, Behold, an open and effectual door has been set for you. But behold, there are many what? Adversaries. That doesn't shake us. The door is big. Tell your neighbor, the door is big. big. Let the adversaries bring it on. Let the adversaries do what? Bring it on. on. We will stand. Tell your neighbor, we will stand. (laughs) Up to the end, we will stand and the zeal of the Lord shall perform this and the zeal of the Lord shall perform this some people need to understand that you belong to God you belong to God there are things God will never allow to happen to you, I swear upon the living God he said he shall never suffer the righteous to be moved, do you know what it means? He will never suffer you to be moved. He will never suffer you to be moved. He will never. That's not God. That's not God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, now back to the mind. Let's go back to where we were at. Nor is Nor is the free gift at all to be compared to the effect of that one man's sin. That means, Banange, are you reading English? He says the free gift cannot be compared at all to the effect. What was the effect of that one man's sin? And he says this gift can't be compared to the effect, meaning it also has an effect. Like there's an effect of men dying, because of the sin of Adam. There is also an effect. But he said these effects are special effects. They cannot be compared. To the what? That man's sin. For the sentence following the trespass of one man brought what? Condemnation. Whereas the free gift following many transgressions brings justification. An act of Give it to me in the message version. I want you to read it there. In the message version. to uh-huh. two, three, let's go. There is no comparison between that death-dealing scene and this generous life-giving spirit. The verdict on that one scene was the death sentence. The verdict on the many scenes that followed was this wonderful life sentence. I don't know that you understand. You have you have a life sentence on your life. Life sentence of prosperity. Life sentence of increase. Life sentence of multiplication. Life sentence of and wisdom life sentence of glory life sentence of anointing life sentence of peace that passes all understanding life sentence on every side blessed he said I shall increase your glory and I shall comfort you on every side it's a life sentence for life you're going to stay that way he says thou shall what increase my greatness and comfort me on every. He said he will comfort you on every side. Marriage, ministry, life, your body, your mind, your soul, your cousin your little daughter, your uncle, your aunt, your country, ah, education. What don't you, chichicho your body, you say, he said he will comfort you. So that every side of yours is cushioned. Hallelujah. He will comfort you on every side and he will increase your glory. That is why I'm, I'm sure you're better tomorrow. Eh? That is why I am sure the reason why you've been worsening every day is because you've been under something that is hostile to you. Who has understood? You've been under something that is what? Embrace the life-giving what? Spirit. What does the next verse say? Uh-huh. If death got the upper hand through one man's wrongdoing, Can you imagine the breathtaking recovery life makes sovereign life in those who grasp with bored hands this wildly extravagant life gift. This grant setting everything right. The one man Jesus provides. You imagine. Just imagine what it can do in your life if you don't hold it with one hand you holding the law these ends, and these ends you want to hold grace. You like this. Me, I am under grace, but even in the law. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What does the amplified of the same verse say? Uh-huh. If because Musome, of one man's trespass, lapse, offense, death ran through that one man. Much more much more. Surely, Much more surely. Will those who receive God's overflowing grace. Unmerited favor. And the free gift of righteousness. Putting them. Who who puts them? Themselves? No. Putting them into right standing with himself. Reign as kings in life. Through the one man Jesus. The Messiah. So do you realize why people reign in life? Do you realize why people are like slaves in life while others are reigning? It is because certain people have embraced the overflowing grace of God, that unmerited favor, the free gift of righteousness, putting them into right standing with Christ. And because they have that, they reign as kings. They don't live like slaves and paupers. They don't struggle through life. They don't sing songs of struggle. One time I had a young man singing a song. Who knows that song? Who knows that song? That's why the Bible says so the boy died. Yes. He died. The letter kills. The letter kills. He died. My name bi Samu. The boy died. He died. He died. Esangu tanze oh onzi jukira wanzi chaye no All one take it. You You speak your my But you know where your even if you slept hungry last night that the communication of your faith will become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you which is in Christ Let the weak say, let the
1: poor say, I am rich. Let the blind say, I can see.
0: It's what the Lord has done in me. When you wake up in the morning and you check your pocket and there is nothing you just put it back and say mandara I'm ba rich ba 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 ba. Ba 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 ba. I'm rich I'm rich I'm rich I'm rich I'm rich I'm rich because kings don't beg Tell your neighbor, kings, don't beg. Tell your neighbor, I'm royalty. I'm royalty. I'm royalty. I'm royalty. I'm royalty. Sometimes things fail. And you look around you and you realize that everything is not working the way. You want it to work. But the Bible says that a wholesome tongue. A wholesome tongue. Is a tree of life. I refuse to have unwholesome talk. I refuse to have have unwholesome talk. James says we offend in many things. But if a man offend not in speech. The Bible says that that man is a. Perfect man able to what? Breed of the whole body. no. Never could be Gunuma, the Mukama, the but refuse to say. Refuse to. The Bible says in Zion, none shall say. Even though you're on a stretch and they're taking you through theater, continue saying, I'm not sick. I'm not sick. <laughs> Even if they say, together, you understand? Because they says, none shall say, Oh, I am sick. This says, Apostle, how are you? abudoti well, Abudoti Well, you've already killed yourself. Before we even pray, you've killed yourself. You've killed yourself. If he says now nah, and the inhabitants shall say, shall not say, I am sick, because they are forgiven. Never go to the Gucuva, Guganaquica, Gugam Timagovayo. Refuse to say I'm sick. Refuse to say I'm sick. Refuse to say I'm poor. Re- hey, hey. Look for a political answer. Yakueda. But I said, I Oh! Because life and death are. I don't know why some people don't understand that. That scripture means that life and death were robbed of power. Now the power is here. He said life and he didn't say the power of life and the power of death are in the tongue. The tongue wasn't determining the direction of power, the tongue was the power. Yes, ndimubi. Ndimubi yesu. Sasiro mubi. Ndimubi. (inaudible) Ndimubi <inaudible> yesu, Ndimubi weyongereyo, Ndimubi, Ndimubi yesu, yesu Ndimubi, sija kwegana Ndimubi, Ndimubi yesu, zeku la ba tata na ba naba naba ba, na ba yesu, Ndimubi, no no no, say I'm the righteousness of God, I am the righteousness of God. Let's continue. I want to finish that and then show you two scriptures and then you go home because many of you are married. Mugamba mi you know not go and take a camp, Peter. Uh-huh. Let's continue. He says, well then, uh-huh. as one man's trespass, one man's false step, falling away late to condemnation for all men. So one man's what? Act of righteousness leads to acquittal and right standing and life for all men. Life for all men life for all men. Life for all men. All. So, imagine you have right standing before God. You are acquitted and you have no what? You have life. You have life, you are acquitted and you have right standing. And you have life. You have life. How can you not reign the reason why Christians are poor, they are still under. Hey, the Bible says the stone is heavy. Have you ever read, read that person of scripture? There's a person of scripture that says that the stone is heavy. Somewhere in the Bible, one time I stumbled on it and I repented, many years ago. Tell your neighbor I'm acquitted. said, stone is heavy. Uh, let's continue, next verse. <laughs> let's continue, next verse. huh. 19. One, two, three, let's go. For just as by one man's disobedience, failing to hear heedlessness and carelessness, the many were constituted sinners. So by one man's obedience, the many will be constituted righteous, made acceptable to God, brought into right standing with him. Next verse. Uh-huh. But the law came in Only to what? To expand and increase. And the exciting opposition. But where sin increased? Where sin increased? increased. increased. Where sin increased? Grace has surpassed it and increased the more and super abounded verse 21 uh-huh so that just as sin has reigned in death so grace his unearned and undeserved favor might also reign through righteousness the right standing with god which issues in external life through jesus christ the messiah not continuous sin he just leads to eternal life go back to 19 and we read it in the message one man said no. no to god and put many people in the wrong and one man said yes, and put many people in the right. can i see any wrong men in the house put up your hand if you still feel you're wrong <laughs> uh-huh. next verse all that passing laws against sin did was to produce what oh, yeah. was to produce what oh, yeah. all that passing laws against sin did was just to produce more lawbreakers but sin didn't and doesn't have a chance in competition with the aggressive forgiveness we call grace when it is sin versus grace 100% so why don't we give people the winner Why do we give them the loser? You're sinning. You're sinning. You're sinning. You're sinning. You're sinning. You're you're speaking about a loser. You're sinning. You're sinning. David says, when my heart is overwhelmed, take me to a rock which is higher. Take me to a rock which is higher than I. I ask people, can you last... When the anointing is moving. When the anointing has come. You can't last. So why don't we give people the presence. Why don't we give them that Christ. That kills any knowledge of sin. But what are we doing are telling people, see, see, one time there's a man who says, people left. They left. And see, I don't know to You told don't steal, but you don't know how to stop. You don't know how? Because the scriptures say that the strength of sin is the law. You just get, you just, you just get, you just get the law and say, don't steal. He says the sting of death is sin. And the strength of sin. Question. So if there is no law, what is sin? Powerless. But do you know that some people think it creates lawlessness. You, you, that, that mindset. The Bible doesn't say that a life without the law creates lawlessness. That would mean that you give power to the law even in the dispensation when it's not existent. The Bible says that where there is no law, there is no strength to sin. Sin is inactive. What does the Amplified Bible say? I don't know. There's a portion of scripture that I have. Uh-huh. Now sin is the sting of death and sin, uh-huh, exercises its power upon through the abuse which is the law you understand now if you don't if 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 a man does not have the existence of the law sin doesn't have power but some people think that when you remove the law you will produce a lawless but they forget that in the, exist, in the place where you've removed the law, its power is also gone. So how can you create lawlessness, yet you've removed the power of sin? Do you understand what I mean? How can you say that lawlessness will come because we've removed the law? Those are people who think that if you remove traffic lights, everybody will drive badly. No, sir. That is the world you live in. Because they expect human beings to be susceptible to sin. They know when you're alone, you can never do anything right. But we're about to shock them. That we don't need traffic lights to stop. We have the Holy Ghost. We have the Holy Ghost. He will stop us before even the lights do. He's better than traffic lights. Amen. Say amen. amen. So some people think that when you remove the law, you end there, you have gone. Da- no, no. Please don't contradict the scriptures. The scriptures have not testified a place of destruction because the man is without the law. Otherwise, Abraham should not be in heaven because he, he never knew the law. In fact, Romans 7 was in Zit 9. And it says, For I was a, once alive without the law. Romans 7 is even worse. He says, For I was once alive. I was once the words without the what? The law. For I was alive without the law once. But when the commandment came, sin did what? Revived. And I died. So what is the order? Commandment comes in. Sin revives and you die. How do you reverse the cycle? The cycle. How do you reverse it? Commandment comes, sin revives and so when somebody says to in a revival, we are going to preach about revival. Young people don't sin. What are you doing? (laughs) You're bringing revival of sin here. (laughs) Because to some people, what seems right is truth to them. Yet sometimes certain things seem right because they are reasoned by a human mind but are not aligned to truth. Truth is different from just the ascertaining of what is right and factual. But many people reason the gospel. If the Bible says I was alive without the law once. But when the commandment came in sin revived and I died. It means the only way I can reverse it. Remove what revives sin. If you remove what revives sin. I will be alive again. What does the message version say? Uh Uh-huh. And I went along without paying much. Attention, begin with uh, verse 8 probably to make sense. Do you remember? Don't you remember how it was? Abuza? I do perfectly well. The law code started out as an excellent piece of work. What happened though was that sin found a way to pervert the command into a what? So why are men tempted? Because sin found a way to pervert a command. So if you remove the command, there is nothing sin can work with to pervert. And therefore there is no temptation. Do you understand? So the Bible says, what happened was that sin found a way to pervert the command into temptation. Making a piece of forbidden fruit out of it. The law code, instead of being used to guide me, was used to what? Seduce me. Without all the paraphernalia of the law code, dictionary, Sin looked pretty, and lifeless without the law sin was there because you can't be seduced next verse and i went along without paying much attention to it but once sin got its hand on the law code and decked itself out in all that finery i was fooled and i did what what does the next verse say in the message The very command that was supposed to guide me into life was cleverly used to trip me up, throwing me headlong. That, ladies and gentlemen, is the biggest thing and trouble happening to the individual Christians of the church. They are hitting headlong every other day because the command is set before them in services. They want to walk free, but they don't have the strength to because they are not given the message of Christ to, to deliver them. Christ is not the center of how they are living a good life or a righteous life in God. No. Their works are the center because they are against the law. But they don't know that they are reviving more sin and rebellion. How many of you know that when you tell people not to do something, they go? Some of you are want not to come to Fanero. Mukolachi one. Because that's how nature is. That is the day that child will go. Even parents, when you're raising children, don't raise them in the way they shouldn't go. The Bible says, raise your child in the way they should go Good men are like this. Good wives are like this. Good daughters are like this. Good sons are like this. Don't worry, bad children and take drugs. Mama. 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 You're reviving something you're not going to be able to control. Let's continue the Romans. Uh-huh. So sin was and I what? Was stone dead. Uh-huh. But the law code itself is God's good and common sense. Each command Sane and holy and counsel. The problem is not the law. The problem is sin taking advantage of. Now, I want to show you something before I finish. 1 Corinthians 15, 49. If you have failed to understand the other ones, you'll understand this one. 1 Corinthians 15. Uh 1, 2, 3, let's go. And as we have borne the image of the earth is a what? Sinner, Adam. Isn't it? Oh, probably begin from the verse before. Verse 47, 48, 47. Uh huh. 47, 48. Uh huh. As is the, uh huh. Let's read one. The first man was of the earth, what? The second man is the Lord from heaven. Uh huh. And as is the earthy such are they also that are earthy. They are sinners because he's a what? And as is the heavenly, such are they that are also Heavenly. Uh-huh. Let's continue. Next verse. Uh-huh. And as we have borne the image of the assy we shall also bear the image of. Now the Greek word is as we have forailed the acorn of the assy so shall we also forail the acorn of the heavenly. What is the meaning of the acorn or forail? To bear. To bear means uh, to have a burden that is by analogy. To wear as clothing or a constant accompaniment, like you could die because you are constantly a sinner, you bore the image of a man who was constantly a sinner. OK? Now let's go to the, the word acon. Give me the Greek word for acorn. Uh-huh. Acorn means a likeness that is statue, a profile, or figuratively, representation and remembrance. So when he says, like we bear the image of the he means like we work constantly, we work constantly in a particular state, like the sinning Adam. You had no choice. Even when you say, I, I don't want to steal, you'll find yourself stealing. Because you're constantly in that experience. You're forailed in that acorn. So it is, he says, so shall we also bear the image of the heavenly. If Jesus was constantly righteous, you bear the image constant righteous. If Jesus was constantly holy, you bear the image of constantly holy. If Jesus was constantly anointed, you bear the image of constantly anointed. If Jesus was constantly wise, you bear the image of... Why is this so hard for you? You cannot be a new creature and claim the right of the earthy man. No. Because now you are in the image of this Christ. And this Christ, the word there for real means constant. Like it was was a constant for any man in the Adamic era. Even if they have not sinned to be sinners. It's also a constant for any man in the Christ era to be righteous without works. It is too hard for the devil. I understand. But that's the truth. Jesus wanted to get to a point where he will make men righteous not according to their own works but according to his grace. That is why the message version says haven't men yet understood that God we are not re- God is not responding to what we do. That's why some of you God doesn't move in your life. Although that your fasting will move you. I also fast. I also pray. But I don't pray to move God. So where does that what Begin with verse 26. Message. Mm-hmm. This is not only clear, but it is now what? But it is now what? Current history. God does what? God sets things right. You don't do them. He also makes it possible to live in his uh-huh. So where does that leave our proud Jewish insider claims and counterclaims? Cancelled? Yes, cancelled. What we have learned is this. God does not respond to what we do. We respond to what God does. So there's somebody saying, kan ah, yeah, 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 bah, bah, bah. They think that they that, that move God. That's why there are people on prayer mountains and they're dying. Not that the problem is Prayer Mountain. No, Prayer Mountain is a place of prayer. But the people who go there without the knowledge of prayer. Without the knowledge of prayer. Without the knowledge of prayer. And because a man goes in the presence of God without the knowledge of prayer, he prays in the indifferent line of something as a soul to think he's going to move the God who already moved on his behalf. Listen, God moved on his behalf, your behalf already. The Bible didn't say you will be blessed when you pray. The Bible says you have been blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Stop trying to move the one who moved long ago. Stop seeking what you already have. He says you've been blessed with every spiritual. The Bible says, blessed be the God and the Father, of the Lord, Jesus Christ, Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, Who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Next verse, what does the next verse say? And what? According as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame. So holiness is a calling in God before you are even formed. That's why Romans 6.22 calls that now the fruit of holiness, not the seed. But many of you are told to plant seeds of holiness instead of reaping fruits of holiness from the ultimate seed, Christ. You can clap if you have understood. What do you take a day now, Kuba? Hallelujah. 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 That is why when Paul was concluding the lines of Philippians 3.9, he spoke of concerning zeal, Concerning the law. Let's go before verse six, verse five, six. Let's read that. Uh huh. Let's begin for verse four. Uh-huh. Though I might also, let's read this last line and get out of here, though I might also have confidence in the flesh, if any man thinketh that he hath whereof my trust in the flesh, I more. Why? Uh-huh. Circumcised on the eighth day, uh-huh. Of the stock of Israel. Of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, as touching the law, a Pharisee, concerning zeal, persecuting the church, touching the righteousness which is in the law, blameless. Before Paul was born again, he was 100% blameless. Why did he get born again? If he was 100% blameless concerning the law. What does the next line say? Uh-huh. But what things were those I have what? Counted loss for Christ. Uh-huh. And yet doubtless I count all things but loss for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and do count them but that I may win Christ and be found in him not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith, do you realize it? Answer the faith in Christ. Do you realize it? Answer the faith in Christ. He says, "You carry which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith." That means the righteousness which is of God by faith creates an experience of the faith of Christ working in us. So, it is no longer you believing for a job. It is Christ in you believing for a job. It is no longer you believing for a a house or ministry. It is Christ in you believing for ministry. It is no longer you believing for healing. It is Christ in you the hope of glory. That is the faith of Christ. Do you know why faith is not working in many Christians? They have too much faith. They have too much faith in Christ that they can't allow the faith of Christ to work. So they live a life of salvation as though It's as though the devil, God is fighting them. It's not even the devil. It's as though everything they are doing is just opposite of what God wants. Even if they do anything for God, God shows them, I'm not in your things. Do you know how many ministries are striving? They are doing everything every other day to serve a God who wants to serve in them. They've refused him to get inside them and work Both to will and to do according to his good pleasure. They got him out of themselves. Put him on a pedestal and told him let us work for you. That is why you don't have results. God did not send the word for you to work it. God sent the word for it to work in you. That is what Colossians says. He says that this word has continued growing every other day in you. And he says that it has grown. Uh, Let's read. This word has what? Begin from verse 5. Verse 5. Let's read. What does it say? Because of the hope of of experiencing what is laid upon and reserved and waiting for you in heaven. Of this hope you have had in the past in the message of the truth of the gospel. Which has come to you indeed in the world. That gospel is what? Bearing fruit. And is still growing by its own inherent. Power, even as it has done among yourselves ever since the day you first had and came to know and understand the grace of God in truth you came to know the grace or oh, and deserve favor of God in reality deeply and clearly thoroughly becoming accurately and intimately acquainted with him as you continue to know grace you became accurately intimately acquainted with him so the more you know grace the more you fall in love with Jesus and throw the scales of terms and conditions and contracts and that's why Romans 2.4 tells you, Know ye not that the goodness of God leadeth men to repentance. That place where a man will get his zip and lock it, not because God is going to produce fire on him, but because God, God loves him so much. It <laughs> says that we do things in a love affair, not contract basis. Many Christians are not even in love with God. They're not in love. That is why Romans told you, and now the righteousness of God without the law has been revealed. 321. But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Even the righteousness of God which is by faith not in again of christ this faith is of christ that means what makes you lock your zip is not your ability to lock it for christ no it's christ's ability in you to lock it even the righteousness by faith of jesus christ unto all and upon all of them that believe for there is no difference for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God but being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus whom God has set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness why why does he declare righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance which is of God why don't men embrace that kind of message why are people still under low courts? Tell your neighbor, be delivered. Yeah. Tell your neighbor, be delivered. Yeah. Tell your neighbor, be delivered. Yeah. Neighbor, be delivered. Yeah. Now I understand hymns. I used to sing hymns, but I don't what? Can we sing one today as we close? Yeah. Let me think which one. be yeah my
1: Savior
0: plead, and in my soul friend I <laughs> can you get us at the cross? I want us to sing those words. Now that confession is coming with the power can you get me at the cross? Project a man uh-huh. let's go that last indeed Sing those words And did
1: my Savior bleed And did my Sovereign die Read those words Would ye devote that sacred head For sinners such as I at the cross, Dreaming. At the cross, where I first saw the light and the burdens of my heart rolled away. It was there I I received my. see for the crimes I have done. He-
0: Stretch your hands up so I can meet you in a confession prayer right now. anybody wants to be born again? I see a hand there. Anybody else? I see a hand there. Anybody else? I see a hand there. Now I want you to repeat these words after me. Say hello, the Jesus. message you have just heard was brought to you by, by Fenero Ministries International. For more information, contact us on telephone number 041. or email us at fenerocompala at gmail.com You can also find us on the web at www.finero.org Or better still, feel free to join us every Thursday for our weekly fellowships at Uma Multipurpose Hall from 5pm to 8pm. You can also catch the live stream at livestream.com slash finero finero Make Manifest